wealth is a mindset. I created this podcast because you can't learn something that you don't talk about. Wealth Chats is where the money conversations happen with no shame. Level up your financial literacy game with our weekly Wealth Chats. With where you are now and the journey you've had, what does wealth mean to you? That's a good question. When I think about wealth, it's not just about money. I think your smart listeners probably picked that up by now. So wealth is, I think of wealth in eight different aspects. So your inner wealth. So how are you at peace with yourself? Your physical wealth. So your physical well-being, your family wealth your relationship with your family, your career wealth. So are you unleashing your potential in your career? And by career, I don't mean just the nine to five, but what you do throughout your life, your economic wealth. So this is the money part, right? Because money is important. And your community wealth. So how are you providing value to your community, your friends? Mm -hmm. Adventure wealth. So with everything going on, are you having fun? Are you having a venture in your life? And the last thing is impact wealth. Are you making a difference in the life? And are you serving to others? So I see wealth as eight different areas that I work on simultaneously. And every year, I set different priorities for different areas just because we don't have enough attention to cover Mm -hmm. all eight. But this is how I look at wealth. And when I think about having all of them, I think about just a sense of calmness that I'm here. I have my inner wealth. I have my physical wealth. I have my family wealth, career, economic, community, adventure, impact. I feel a sense of calm and I feel a sense of peace, right? Knowing that I can die tomorrow with no regrets. That's powerful. I don't think a lot of people can actually say that, knowing I can die tomorrow and be content. I mean, I will definitely miss out on living life, right? But I'm content with whatever I have achieved today and the value that I was able to bring to others. I had a debate with my mentor a couple of weeks ago saying that, what does it mean to die with regrets like I will regret not having a dinner with my family tomorrow Mm. but that's not the point the point is we are human we love to live life but if you were to just leave the earth today will you regret and for me the answer is no Mm. I'm just gonna let that sink in for a moment for all the listeners (laughs) Because that is a goal. That is like hashtag goals to strive for. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So what, here's my question then to you. What limiting belief did you have to let go of in order to achieve that? I, I don't know if it's this one limiting belief, but this is the one that comes to my mind right now. It is the belief that once you get something, you will become happy. That was a belief that I had to let go because I always thought, oh, now if you can buy the jacket, you'll be happy. If you buy the car, you'll be happy. If you buy this, you'll be happy. And then what I learned over time is I bought that stuff. I went into debt. I bought that stuff. Nope. 
I wasn't happy. And then I, I started to read a lot of books about、um, people on their deathbeds. And what they also share is focus on the present, right? Nothing, if you think about buying something will bring you happiness or chasing happiness will bring you happiness, that's the root of unhappiness. And I think that's the belief that I had to let go and focus on my present moment. Focus on what I can do today, how I can invest my time and energy today so that I can continue to live my life well, as well as establish a great future, like a path for myself, right? So I focus on the process and the system. I'm very obsessed with the process. And even if I don't get the outcome I want, it's okay. Just go back and do more work and try hard and try to do smart, work smart. Right. So I think that was the limiting belief I had to get rid of. Thinking、mm-hmm. if I get something tomorrow or the day after, I will be happy. And I, I learned it's not the case, at least for me and, and many other people as I've talked with.、Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's an endless rat race. And what's funny about it is through personal development, you actually discover you're not supposed to be happy. A hundred percent of the time. Like, that's actually not a realistic way to live life. Part of what makes life is all the range of emotions that we have. And so I think it's funny in that example where we try so hard to get happiness, whether it's to buy it, to go into debt for it, to work ourselves to the ground. But in the end, that's not even what fulfills us.、Exactly. We just. Think it is. Yes. And you brought, a good, you brought up a great point. What fulfills us, right? I invite people to think about this. Like, what fulfills you? What does a fulfilling life mean to you? And this is one of my coaching questions I ask all the time. What does it look like for you? If you were to、um, attend your own funeral, I know it sounds weird, but if you were to attend your own funeral, what did your life look like? So, reflecting、mm. back, what did it look like? What were the things that came to you? What did you do? Right. And then look at today. Are you doing whatever you're doing today to get you closer to that vision that you just painted? Or are you moving yourself away from that vision? Right. Because I think living a fulfilling life will provide you more energy. It's interesting, right? So if you can live your fulfilling life, I think you get to achieve a lot more. Just because of that energy component of how you show up every day. And I、mm. think that's awesome. That's an awesome feeling to have. That's a beautiful discovery, too. I mean, personally, I've been in therapy for over a decade, a pers- down the personal development rabbit hole afterwards. But it took me, I think, it's only in the last four or five years. Where I actually discovered energy work, like being conscious of my energy. What am I focusing on and really allowing it to come into my life? Because it's not、mm. something that we're taught like, at all. Nobody talks about energy in school, except for don't have sugar, but that's not what we're talking about, right? We're talking about like, the resource of it. So、yeah. I'm curious, because I don't think we actually just, dis- no, we didn't. When did you discover? Energy. Where did、oh. I discover energy? 
Yeah, when did you discover that? You ask really good questions, Granny. I, I can't point this at, at a point in time. I think this is a, a process for me, a journey for me. It's my constant reflection during my personal development journey. As I worked on myself, as I read books, I learned more about energy. Back then, I didn't call it energy. So I learned more about these stuff. And I think throughout my 18, when I was between 18 and like 26, I learned I was holding on to a lot of emotional baggage and that was weighing me down. So that got me kind of looking into, oh, what are some things a guy in Toronto talked about the different, the different kind of energies and mindsets that you look into. So there's the mental energy, there's the emotional energy, there's the soul energy, there's the, mm. uh, I forgot the last one. So it got me thinking, oh, wow. Okay. So energy isn't just about you able to walk around. It's all about where you're thinking, where are you focusing? And then Tony Robbins says, where your attention goes, your energy flows, right? And mm -hmm. in my kind of, in my practice of coaching, I help people see when they shift their attention to, from a problem to a solution, the solution comes up in their mind. And it's very magical, right? Mm. So I can't pinpoint a time that I, you know, started learning about energy, but it's, it's a process and that I reflect in and learn about myself over the years. I like that though, because I mean, if, if I think about energy and where it relates to, I actually, it goes to a more spiritual level for me and it becomes universal for lack of a better word. But for something that big, I think it does require phases. Like, I don't think it's something that you nail. So I love that you're sharing your journey with us and just being so open to it. Because even at a point you said, I didn't call it energy back then. I was curious. I'm like, well, what did you call it? <laughs> <laughs> because um, other people might have the same thing that they're dealing with and they just don't know because there isn't that word or context for them yet in their life. I, I don't know how I called it, but I, I can help you understand how you can capture it. So what I do is I do a, something called an energy assessment. So just take a piece of paper or whatever tracking tool that you use and just note yourself down when do you feel you're alive? Note mm. that down. So what did you do just then? What happened? Why did you feel alive? And then note down another event that you just felt completely drained. Like you're like, oh, I, this world sucks. Note it down. What happened then? Okay. And then just note, it, note down throughout your day, throughout your week to get an assessment of yourself. So, oh, you, for example, for me, I get a lot of energy after talking to people, having a, a mentoring conversation, a coaching conversation, I feel like I can take off and go to the moon, that type mm -hmm. of energy, right? So I noted that. And then what drains me is making a series of small decisions like, oh, what should be, what should go on the, the top layer of the cake? What's going to be in the middle? What's going to be at the uh, bottom? Many small decisions drains me so much. So after you take an assessment to your, with yourself, just ask yourself a couple of questions. Why did this make me feel come alive? And then when you get an answer, ask yourself again, why? So you kind of dig deeper one by one until you uncover something at its root. Mm -hmm. 
Same with the one that drains your energy. Now you have an assessment of yourself. This is the key. Do more of the things that bring you energy and do less of the things that don't bring you energy or even drain your energy, right? And this includes the people around you. There may be negative people around you that just tells you, like complains to you all the time. And if it drains your energy, you know what? You can actually fire them. So you can't, (laughs) what I've learned is you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Mm. Now let that sink in, right? So do an energy assessment and then kind of think about redesigning your life based on what you found about yourself and take that energy, capitalize it, invest it in things that bring you joy, that bring you content, that bring you more energy so that you, all of a sudden, you go from maybe a zombie walking on the street, not knowing what's going to happen to Superman, Superwoman flying over the sky. And that's what started with me is I took an energy assessment of myself. It's really helpful. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. I really appreciate the walkthrough and everyone, please do this, even if it's on a small scale, like once a week, just until you have that first one. I think we, it's something we don't think about. And one thing that I'm picking up that's so strong and evident in our conversation is this work, having the financial literacy really boils down to having freedom and choice in your life. Whatever that looks like for you, it's really coming down to that. Because even in the energy assessments and doing more of things, investing energy that you like is a choice. But the difference is you get to be in the driver's seat and you get to consciously choose that. And I think that's incredibly powerful. So thank you for sharing that with us. So last question, we know you got started in your wealth journey. What is next for you? I'm focused on growing my Instagram account and I'm looking at providing additional offerings as we go. So I'm in the, currently in the design phase and those offerings could include live workshops as well as e-courses. This is my passion project for now. I'm very focused on my nine to five. Well, not really nine to five. I don't work nine to five, but my day job. And so I'm using the spare time I have to work on this passion project to help people um, get started with their finance journey and their and fulfilling life journey. I'm also a competitive Olympic weightlifter. So I spend a lot of time training for my competition. Are you really? That's amazing. I, I'm a two-time gold medalist in British Columbia. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah. Why did we start off with that? Yeah, so I'm looking ahead and just thinking about providing affordable services for people to get started. I'm going to help people like me when I was in my young 20s. So I see myself as the mentor that I never had a chance to meet in my mm. early 20s. And I want more people to have that chance to meet. Not me per se. There's a lot of people out in the community, right? Like you said, Queenie, we need more people in the financial independence community to really help everyone learn about money, um, grow their wealth. I just find that I can help more in the sense of living a fulfilling life because a lot of people out there, they're only focused on money. And I see that as one aspect of life, but not all the aspects. So I want to come in and just provide a little balance on this. So yeah, exciting things to come, but 
now we're just in the design phase at the moment. Mm-hmm. That really stood out to me when the also, because one of your pillars was impact, right? Impact mm-hmm. wealth. Yes. Yeah. And if, if I elaborate this just a bit, I turned 30 recently and in the beginning of 2021, I was reflecting the year of the 2020 and it was a crazy year for many of us. So I reflected that. And then I thought, oh, why don't I reflect my, the decade of my 20s? So I went back and looked at my 20s. I was like, whoa, I became a completely different person. So <laughs> I, I learned a lot about myself and I realized I had a lot of help along the way. And I thought it's time for me to overcome my fear of sharing my story and come forward and provide value to the community. So one thing that I didn't mention was I spent eight years in university. I got kicked out twice by the university. And I, what, what was it called? I, I experienced depression during my university days and it kind of distracted me from studying. So I spent eight years very long in university and I had a tough time confronting my own story. So early this year, I just decided that the risk of not sharing my story is more than sharing my story. Because when I share it, I feel I can help people understand and give people some inspiration that they can see the light at the end of the tunnel, no matter where they are. And another thing is, I'm just thinking ahead and thinking about what legacy can I leave behind if my kids were around and there's one day that I had to, unfortunately, I had to die. I want them to know what I know. So I'm just starting to share this online and maybe one day they'll discover, oh, wow, okay, this is a cool thing my dad is doing. I don't have any kids at the moment, but it's just thinking ahead and thinking about what type of legacy I want to leave behind. So these are all driving forces of me coming forward to share uh, what I know and help people in this community. Mm -hmm. Hey, thinking ahead, I think in the context of this conversation speaks more to what we want to create than anything else, right? One guy from our business mastermind, he has like, I think a million dollars of insurance on his wife and kids, but he has no wife and kid. (laughs) It's just an insurance policy that he can take out if that he needed. And some people were laughing at him, but some of us were like, that's awesome. Like you create that because in his mind, he's already seeing his future life that he wants and that he can provide for a wife and child and all of that. So I think creating that and having the clarity is so crucial is one of our pillars is clarity then focus it's I believe from the bottom of my heart you can't focus if you don't know what you're focusing on you're literally running around in circles and just draining again the energy so thank you rival for coming on and taking this time with us i truly appreciate it and just from the conversation you had with me today your story is a powerful one so i thank you for being open and sharing it to us here to your audience on instagram and where can we find you if we want to learn more get connected how do we do that so first of all thank you queenie for inviting me on your podcast. I had lots of fun chatting with you. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, so at 
invest with Ribo, and you can just find me there. Um, you can also go to my website, www.ribochen.com. It's still bare bones at the moment, but my kind of my life story is there. So the ones that I talked about between uh, my early 20s till now, the story is there in a kind of an essay form. <laughs> so check it out if you're interested. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We will, we'd love to have you back on soon to see what's going on with you in the next few months or year. And we'll reach out. Guys, if you want to live a fulfilled life and have finance hedged on that, I had to drop a word, hedge. <laughs> Make sure you check out Invest with Rybo, R-Y-B-O. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Go kick some ass. This has been Wealth Chats, where the money conversations happen with no shame. Level up your financial literacy game with us each week as we dive deeper into the wealth mindset. Join our free Facebook group as well, Financial Literacy for the 99%. Make sure to like and subscribe for more. Take care.